This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Millions of injustices that we face every day with injured workers. So um, I got a real taste of this when I was young with my mother and father. My mother had a work injury, broke her hip, didn't know there was workers' compensation benefits, never had any anything for that. Uh, she died within a year. My father, after 35 years, is a machinist with 686 with the Gas Works Gas Workers Union. Um, wanted to designate his pension to my sister and I. Made that designation in March of 1982. That designation, after 35 years of service, was denied on a technicality that he wasn't alive 10 days later, on the first of the month in April of 1982. That was really my first case. And a good Saturday evening, everyone, and welcome in to. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you live from the beautiful studios at 2400 uh, Market Street. J-Doc in studio with you tonight and a very special guest uh, joining us. Going to be a great show. Going to be a great hour of radio tonight on a Saturday night. We're live on air? Okay. Um, That's that's live. Now, I'm I'm so excited to have Sam Pond uh, back in the studio with us. He's our only guest for the hour. He's our featured guest, and he's he's getting a, a really special award this week with Pat Iding, uh, the Peggy Browning Award, which is an incredible, incredibly uh, distinguished honor. And so it's a, it's a great show. Plus, we got the band back together, uh, and and it's a, a real excitement. Couldn't wait for tonight. Well, on that cue, J Doc will uh, turn over the. Uh, microphone for the opening couple of minutes of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, the Sam Pond. Well, Joe Krause and Joe Doc, <laughs> wow. Um, boy, is it good to be back. <laughs> it's great to have I, you. I, I actually miss uh, spending time every week with you, fine gentlemen on the radio, great supporters of labor. Um, what you do in regard to having this show uh, and letting all of your listeners know about the labor movement and what it does to change lives, to change families, to change the economy, to allow people to live the American dream and resonate that message throughout our community every week is so, so important. And I can't believe that Joe Krause, has allowed me yeah. to sit in the captain's chair, and it's a great honor. <laughs> well, so, Joe, Joe Crash, you say to, to the people all the time, radio is theater of the mind. Well, I want to let the people know that in the studio, uh, and by the way, this reminds me more of when, we're, when we did it in your office because you were, you know, you're in a uh, big chair, but in the studio, I've never, ever, ever seen Joe Krause give the big chair up to, to, to anyone. And by the way, it's so it's so, but it's cool because you know what? If you're ever going to do it, Sam's the one. Well, I, I, I'm, I literally am, uh, well, I can't be speechless because we're on radio. it will be the first time, but go but ahead. I am really honored. I really am. And, and look, you know, I said uh, moments ago about what you folks do in regard to getting the message out. And I think one of the problems, Joe and Joe, 
is that we have a problem with allowing or having the voice of labor and what labor does in regard to a collective bargaining agreement resonate, uh, as I said before, uh, in the ears of not only men and women that go to work every day, that get out of the bed and really give it their all for a paycheck, but also for the policymakers to understand what it's all about, that people have a decent wage, that they have benefits, that they have a future, that they have safety, that if they get injured on the job, that they get workers' compensation benefits. If they're treated unfairly, that they have a cause of action and there's a courtroom with a lawyer to protect them. We really have to worry about what we're hearing in, go- in regard to some of the, the words on the other side. And we'll go back to right to work. Right to work is just a PR label that takes away people's literally right to work with dignity. It's total deception. That, that, total deception. And it takes folks' dignity away. It takes their rights in order to have an equal play, playing field in regard to the people that are investing capital employers and employees that are allowing them to execute and get a return on their capital. You, Sam, you've said many times... You know, it's the PR battle that we're having the issue with. I mean, these the the, the, the far right create create those terms like right to work, uh, like paycheck um, protection, when really those are they mean the exact opposite. So any human being alive who's maybe not in the labor u- union movement, or even if you were in the labor movement and didn't understand, when you hear the term like you just said, right to work, who would be against that? But really, it's like Sam said, the right to work for less. It's the, it's, it's the right. They're trying to make it so that uh, and, and brainwash people so that they don't. They have the right to work and not pay union dues so that and then it ends up happening is we can't afford to pay the, our leadership and then we go down in the tubes. And so but that, does, that doesn't sound like right to work. So, but, you a, know, I also think from an economic policy and we're in the labor movement here, but labor is about economics. and. Um, it's about having, again, making sure that our economy is vibrant, that we have healthy uh, places of employment, that the, that the employer is making a good wage, but also that the employees get paid. But when you really think about it commonsensically in regard to the economics of things, why aren't we paying folks more of a wage? Why aren't we protecting folks? Because if, in fact, then, if you're in, in the capitalist system, why aren't you then understanding that those folks have more money and therefore are going to be able to go out and have more goods and services? So they're going to buy more cars. They're going to buy more refrigerators. They're going to go to more restaurants. These are the kind of things that make a capitalist system go. But you can't have a capitalist system bastardized without a democracy and without the rule of law to protect each and every one. Because someone with certain dollars is not better or shouldn't have any more rights than someone that doesn't have the same amount of dollars. You have to have access to the ability to fight. And Joe Krauss, this is what I'm talking about in regard to a contingent fee agreement. Contingent fee agreement allows the little guy and gal to fight the big guy and the big gal that have all the money. Because you have then have an attorney that's only going to get paid if you win. The contingent fee agreement to me is married to the collective bargaining agreement. Those two pieces, those two fundamental pillars of the law really give the working men and women of our community 
and our country the ability to have an equal playing field. We've had some very uh, difficult shows on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor uh, over the last six weeks here, Uh, Sam. We spent three live Saturday nights addressing, debating, reacting to the story at the refinery, the ultimate closing at the refinery, Mm -hmm. the bankruptcy uh, judge allowing a lower bid to be accepted, which ultimately meant the end of the refinery, at least as we know it right now. Sam's talking about corporate greed and and the fact that but my point on that, Jade, my, my mm-hmm. point on that is that there's a part of us or a part of the show, Sam, or part of the workers that you help, that your firm helps under siege. They're under siege. It, well, and, 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 and it's a corporate greed. Also, one of the things Sam and I talked about when, when we're coming into the show is the system that an injured worker goes into that they don't, they're, they're not prepared. They have no idea what they're walking into and, and the destruction that can happen to their life. If they're unfortunate enough to get injured on a job and don't have the right counsel from the moment that they do it, because they're sincere. Well, those guys and those ladies down at the refinery who've been working their lives, working their butts off their entire adult life. Sam, I don't know if you knew the details, but there was, there's 33 units down at that, that refinery. One of them was damaged. One of them. And, and, and the, uh, and the corporation, the PES corporation, Took, you know, sold that refinery, and the judge, the bankruptcy judge, let it happen to somebody who who's, was the lowest bidder, like twenty-five to fifty-two million dollars. Like they, I mean, it was a highway highway robbery that those individuals, those good, hardworking people, got got absolutely destroyed on. So yeah, we've been dealing with that, and you deal with it every day with individuals that you, you hear people get into. Your, that you go to your family doctor, you used to treat with them; they're, they're a part of your family. Now all of a sudden, you get injured on a job, you can't figure out why the guy's looking at you from across the room, going, "You know what? You're fine. Go back to work." They're treating you like crap. It's important for people to be able to have a union, have a a a, a, a pond la hockey to to represent your rights. I look at pond la hockey, and they're like. To me, a un- the union that you have, if you're unlucky enough to get injured on the job, you need representation. Just like if you're on the job and you have an issue, you call your agent or you call Pond Hockey when you get injured on the job. The show is about Sam Pond and I, Jay Doc, but you did eat up all the time in that break. Well done, well said. I uh, well said. I was well, not well, going to inter- well, well said. Well I was said, not Joe. going to interrupt you. Well done by you. We'll get to our first commercial break. Uh, we'll continue uh, our one-on-one conversation with Sam Pond, managing partner, uh, Pond Lahaki, 2020 recipient of the Peggy Browning Award. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. Do it. We, we do it because people need a champion, and the only way they have a real fair shot is in a courtroom through a lawyer. So our great utility is to basically act as a governance body to protect consumers and protect injured workers because no one else does that. 
Live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Sam Pond, the managing partner of Pond La Hockey, is uh, with us, Jay Doc, uh, in studio. Sam, the 2020 Peggy Browning Award recipient, and I think it's it's best. Um, maybe you could, Jay Doc, um, set the table, and then we can have Sam react to it. But for the benefit of the listening audience. Um, help us, help the listening audience understand what it means to get the Peggy Browning Award. Sure. So the Peggy Browning Award, um, by the way, um, Sam is getting the honor along with Pat Eiding, uh, at, which is, he's the, uh, we know our other co-host and, and the head of the AFL-CIO here in Philadelphia, as well as Ralph Colflesh, who who is a uh, uh, an individual that's been, an, an attorney that's been in the, in the, uh, you know, in the, in the labor business for a long time. And, 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 and so, um, it's, it's an incredible, incredible honor. And, and so, uh, but we've talked about it several times, Sam, go, you know, getting the honor with Pat is just, and by the way, it's poetic for us because, uh, you know, Pat has been on the radio for us with us for years. And so is Sam. And I couldn't have been more excited when I saw that. And I, and, and I said to Sam, like, what does that mean to you? Such a prestigious honor, uh, you know, and, and by the way, it recognizes each recipient's commitment to the rights of workers and their families. Uh, you know, that's what that award is. Well, look, you know, it's funny because this afternoon I was with a friend and um, he said, you know, what's this Peggy Browning award about? Uh, he's not in, in our field. He's not necessarily in the labor field. Um, and I told him about it and I said, you know, it's a great honor. But one of the honors that is really part of this evening that's coming up on Wednesday is to think that I'm actually going to be honored at the same time that Pat Eiding's honored. I mean, for me, I have to pinch myself and say, you know, someone such as Pat Eiding that has dedicated every waking moment of his adult life to the labor movement that has been uh, self-sacrificing, you know, he's a leader servant. He has served the members. Um, day in and day out, year after year, uh, selfishly. I mean, he's just not taking anything for it. He's so modest about it. He's so ethical. He's so honest. He's so hardworking. It's just uh, fascinating that I'm actually going to be honored at the same time as him. It's another honor bestowed yeah. upon me in regard to getting the honor of the Peggy Brown Award. What's amazing, and by the way, Pat, you know, he feels the same way about you. Pat has said to me, there have been a number of times, especially with this radio show, when we didn't know we were going to have, an, an, you know, like, an, you know, we didn't know we we're going to have another year. And, 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 and Pat says, you know, give Sam a call. We're in trouble over here. And Sam and, and, and Sam has always been there for the rescue. But, um, but Pat, what's great about Pat also, Pat represents the public and the private unions. There's nobody I know that, that, um, you know, that, that, does that so well that understands both areas uh, and is compassionate. He's on 25 boards. Um, and he, you know, listen, how many times you, you know, the, one of the big topics, Sam, in, in, in the city of Philadelphia right now is the schools and the asbestos. Uh, how many times have we been in, you know, on the air with Pat and literally tears are coming out of his eyes. I mean, there's no, it's true. It's that, you know what? That is so true that how many, I've been on the air where that's happened. Where oh, yeah. Pat has literally, his emotions have, overcome and have come out he's so genuine so authentic that he's actually going to show his emotion about what he believes in when you have someone like that 
boy, I wish we could all be, have that kind of respect, you know, from everyone that this is a good man. Well, when we were, we did the show, he, he did the legal Eagles with Sam Pond mm-hmm. show and that, and, and, and that there, that's right. That's right. That's where I was. And we were, yep. it was about mesothelioma. Yep. By the way, I didn't even know how to say mesothelioma before, you know, before well, I, I still he, don't, but he, he, you're right. That was what, because he, you know, his brothers and sisters that he worked for in asbestos removal in that union, he lost so many. Of he them. doesn't have anybody left from his apprenticeship. Now. So, so when Pat and Pat has always loved the governor and, and governor, but when we were going through, when he was trying to lo- lobby to get, to get uh, the money, the funds, you know, you could see sit, Pat sitting there pondering, knowing that teachers were going into these schools and that student, that young kids are going into these schools. And then the next step, you know, and so Steve Pettit's a great friend. He's the head of the insulators union. We've, um, and you know, he took over, uh, you know, a couple, couple, uh, individuals down from Pat Iding who used to also run local 14. But the, the point is they live this every day and, and, and there's nobody more passionate. And I feel the same way about you, Sam. We, there's nobody that, and I said this, I've had this conversation with hundreds of people in regards to radio um, as, as well as obviously, you know, that, that your passion for injured workers, you're in many sense, the way we look at it and Krauss and I have said it many times, you represent, you're like a, a labor leader to those who get injured. Somebody has got to catch these people and, and, you know, from falling and making sure their lives aren't destroyed. But at the end of the day, when you talk at the beginning of your, the monologues, let me tell you something. It's, it's, it's as inspiring as the day as long as the well, two years are going to be awesome. I can't wait to hear them speeches, bro. Well, anyway, I think that you've, you know, you have a very, you had an impassioned uh, uh, speech at the, the end of the first break. But look, you know, the MISO uh, in being exposed to asbestos is a death sentence. And, you know, this is a serious, serious business. You talk about the team, you talk about labor, organized labor, you talk about the trial bar. You talk about the medical community. Medical community comes out and advocates. But I do want to shift gears and for a moment and talk about the Peggy Browning Award and really what it stands for because we've been behind the Peggy Browning. Polly Hockey's been behind the Peggy Browning Award for many, many years. And we have supported it. We've hired it because what Peggy Browning did, and she was a labor lawyer, uh, died before at a, at a relatively young age. And Joe Laurie is her husband and was also a labor uh, lawyer. Peggy Browning set up basically an incubator for in the law schools for folks that were interested to come out of law school and advocate and be legal champions for the labor movement. And we've hired a number of those. This is not something that's just local. It's a national, it's a national organization in regard to getting these kids and providing them with jobs and assistance when they come out of law school to continue on in advocating, having those advocates that are willing, maybe not getting the best paying jobs, you know, you could go to corporations, you could go to Wall Street, you go to the big law firms, but you're going to get in the trenches in labor law and represent labor and dedicate your life to it. And that's what the Peggy Browning Award is all about. My own experience, as you started the show with, look, we all come, all three of us come from working class backgrounds, come from labor unions. I worked in the laborers union. I worked at, at um the inquiry in the presses for nine years, and um, my father and mother were both in labor movement. My mother was in a sweat factory for $160 a week. But my father's situation as an advocate for labor all his life, striking, they put him through school, the gas works put him through school, he still was in the trenches. But Joe, as we said at the top of this, they denied his pension after 35 years on a technicality that still stood. And you know how that changed? Because we had a Peggy Browning 
type of labor lawyer. John McLaughlin was the head of the union, came to the hospital when my father was there dying, had him sign the paperwork, and when they denied it, he came right to my home and got a spear Wilderman, and we went into court for nothing. And they got that pension. They got that pension. That pension funds the pond at Tarsdale Boys Club in North Philadelphia. That provides that scholarship every year. And that was all about this movement, about these guys coming and committed, gals committing their life. We have Ashley Quinn in my office who came yeah, right. out of that, who, who committed their life or committing their life to the labor movement in a courtroom. And, and, and representing individuals who can't represent themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you, and using that body of law to have as a sword to fight back. Well, at the end of the day, it's just going to be an incredible event. I'm really proud of Sam, of course. So proud of Pat Iding for everything they've done. Uh, our community is what it is because of individuals like this. The other individual is, is a, uh, a labor arbitrator. And uh, he he does his name is Ralph Colflesh and and uh, he's also uh, you know very reputable in, in his industry and so we we got a great event coming up on Wednesday night can't wait to get there with Sam Pond in the studio this is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on a Saturday night a chilly night around the Delaware Valley we're on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT we'll get to our next commercial break continue with Sam and our dialogue on the other side back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. We love what we do, all of us here. Uh, we don't have any problem jumping out of bed and getting right at it and getting into the fight. Uh, we enjoy it. We we love it. And uh, we're very grateful that, to have the opportunity to represent our clients. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with Jay Doc, I'm Joe Krause on a Saturday night. Our special guest in studio for the full hour uh, is Sam Pond. And I know we're going to jump into a rapid fire kind of a conversation, uh, Jay Doc. But before we do that, Sam, I want to ask you, if you don't mind, um, defining for me, um, who you are, you know, there's this aura of Sam Pond. There's, um, there's, uh, pictures of Sam Pond around the Delaware Valley. There's your passion and involvement with the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a lot of the nonprofit stuff that you do. And in some ways, I think you're not approachable by regular people. I'm not saying that to be true, but I'd love for you to comment about that. Well, that's a great question, Joe. Um, I guess that's why you gave me your seat tonight. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's funny because the the image of uh, the image that people have of me uh, is fascinating to me um, because I'm just a guy from the, the neighborhood. You know, um, I get together with the guys from my neighborhood and. And they know me as Sam Pond. And I have always looked at myself just as a guy from the neighborhood that had, I, I don't know. I just, I don't have that view of myself whatsoever. I've just, uh, I've I, heard, I've heard guys from your neighborhood, one in particular, my, my buddy Vince Caesar, yeah. and, and he listens to the show too. And he, they call him Sammy Pond. Yeah, Sammy. And, 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 he, and, 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 and yeah. he, street, you know what I mean? He was, yeah, so he could handle what, his hands. Yeah, that's what your father saw me fight, yeah. um, you know, in the ring. So, but it's funny because when someone calls the office, Joe, they, they, and they say, is Sammy there? 
my team and you know the folks in your office know they call them from the neighborhood because I'm just Sammy Pond. I'm, I'm really no different. I'm just, I think that uh, I'm very approachable. And I just, you know, off the air, we were talking about seeing clients in our little Northeast office, you know, a couple blocks from where I grew up. Um, I love it there. Uh, you know, grown men hug me, and you know, after I meet them in the parking lot, and I see 10, 15 clients, they, some people said, "Oh, you're Sam Pond," and I, I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm your lawyer." You know, so I, Joe, I, I'm, I never really look at myself. I've never looked at myself, but anybody that is just a regular guy, and and I still think I have that, you know, that kind of show up and work and give it the best and be honest and care about people and. Um, I don't think any of this is whatever this is has that ever changed me and my commitment to um, just being who I am. I'm Philly through and through, man. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just a Philly guy and work shoulder to shoulder with people day in and day out. Whether I was digging a ditch or you know laying bricks or working on the presses at the Inquirer, you know, it's not. Or even going up to see my mother at 13th and Venango when she worked at the sweatshop, or you know, uh, going to. at temple school and parking my old beat up that the floor was deteriorated going to temple law or going to schmidt's brewery where i worked for two years and um you know working on the line i'm just that guy i don't know i'll have a beer with you you know yeah my thought process is stuff and i you know you're right about that but also you're 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 a leader and you're as passionate as the day is long and somebody who who's got a vision for what they're doing and and uh, her, you know, the, the helping what I really love. You, if you want to know about Sam Pine, look at the look at the um, commercials about the lives of individuals that are falling apart. You know, you and I both know, Joe, we've been, um, you know, in, in situations where, you know, our labor show here, you know, is, we've been on for so many years, but we wouldn't have been on if it wasn't for Sam. So you're a, Sam's a go to guy. Sam's a guy who's who's passionate and he's a leader, but he's also one of the fellas. Uh, as much well, as anybody, get, don't 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 get me wrong. You know, at my dinner table, we didn't have ignorance and we didn't have we didn't stand for injustice. I was taught to fight because, you know, I I my parents told me to believe in in that and to fight. And and I I think I am very demanding, in regard to the profession because I'm a professional. So that's twenty four seven. I'm a I'm a common guy, but I'm also have a, a law license that and it requires me uh, to have that opportunity. To literally have that license to practice law and and uh, make sure that the rule of law that I think drives our our democracy, that's a great honor for me that I never really take for granted. I take that very very seriously. And the people that work at our firm, they will tell you I'm a good guy. But I'm going to tell you straight when it comes to representing our clients, you better dig in. We're going up against big insurance companies and big corporations, and this is no joke. You better go in there with all your ability. And you better go with every fiber of your body and your energy and your intellect and be able to strategize what's best for our clients because we have clients, literally human beings and their families and their kids. In the balance. In the balance of what we do. And we better be, <laughs> we better be as professional as we were sworn to do. You know, you talk, let's talk about the firm for a second. And I'll tell you, um, you guys have, have really set the standard and- What's interesting is you've been how long, Sam? How long you been in the uh, you know been a practicing lawyer? Thirty five years. Thirty five yeah. years. Okay. And uh, I know you're, you're going to say I don't look that. No, way. no, no. Because to me, it looks like we both went to grade school together. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I still get carded in yeah. bars. Um, yeah. <laughs> but how, I don't, J Doc, I do don't not, say a word. Joe. I do not believe that. Not a word. <laughs> so no, but I mean, you know, you got you you've you you know you've taken this firm. 
uh, you and your partner Jerry Lee Hockey uh, have have taken you started the firm upon La Hockey like ten years ago. Now I know plenty of attorneys that are solid attorneys and are good guys, and I like them. And they're still in a two bedroom. I mean, you know, a two room, you know, loft, and they're happy about doing that. But they're working hard. You've taken this firm to the biggest firm in the state, and 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 one of the biggest on on the East Coast, and one of the biggest Social Security disability because people may not know that across the country. You had to have a vision for that, and and, and you, you had to be passionate. How did you do that? Well, you, you, you are vision, and when the, when you have an opportunity to reach out and touch more lives and have our culture and the way we handle things affect those lives, that's a big lift, but we decided to do that. And a lot of that not only is with Jerry Lee Hockey and Sam Pond, but it's also with Tom Giordano and Tom Giordano. I think what, what all, all the team, Joe, and you've met all the folks, both Joe and Joe Krause and Joe Doc. At the firm, I mean, they all have a good heart. Oh they're my all, God, they're all good people. They care, um, and they're willing to to sacrifice uh, to get things done. So, you know, those visions that takes a lot of energy. It really does, and it, but you can't do it with just one person. You have to be able to have a great team around you, and we have a great team around us. One of the things that has resonated with me as I'm standing here today in front of you. Um, is the torn apart series? Yeah. As I learned about that, um, we had the fortune of having one of the individuals uh, in the studio I think two years ago uh, down at Fourth uh, down at Fourth and Market. Those things cannot be fabricated, Sam. Yeah. They cannot be made. They cannot be thought up. It's all 100% real. And that is what resonates. When I think of Sam Pond, I think of that. I think of Torn Apart. Really good stuff by you. Thank you very much. And Ian Wright was the, the muralist from London that put that together. And he met those three clients. And uh, I think he was very inspired about their journeys and what they had to go through. And the system is, this, the, the workers' compensation system was really supposed to be geared to be a fair system because you gave up a constitutional right to sue, as you guys have heard me say many, many times. But the system has become much more difficult. And I think it's because of the PR about injured workers. We also suffer that stigma. That's a stigma. Someone that gets hurt at work. And yet, you know, our clients, I'm telling you guys, 95, 99% of them are just trying to, you know, they had a work injury and they just want to get through. But everything's denied now. Yeah. Everything's denied. And, um, it's all about money. And, you know, I was, I had a meeting yesterday in Harrisburg and happened to talk to, to an insurance company. And even they gave it up on some of these clients about what they're going through, the serious injuries on the torn apart. My guy, the operating engineer, uh, Moose Beerley, it's a horrible situation, you know, denying him the access to have his, 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 he was, he was got paralyzed after 30 years, hardworking guy. Married, good father, good husband, good man, good employee, and you wouldn't even modify his home after he was paralyzed. And it took us two years in court to get that done. And I'm going to tell you something, Joe. It took everything out of him. That took everything out of that man. And God bless his wife, Ann. I mean, you know, Sam, you know, when we did that show, uh, with David O and, and Nadine Bazaar. And remember, we, you know, it was about the, the kids that were being abused. And when we first did the show, Sam was out of town. 
and one of the most amazing and i told you i said you have to be a part of this show and i said just wait a second i was saying to joe kraus watch his face when he realizes what this show is going to be about and we had the opportunity to do one more show and i said this then i said to joe let's do it and i remember when we went in to do it you said so give me an update on you know so i said uh, you know a couple things I said, but just sit there for a minute I'll never forget when, 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 you know, Nadim and David discussed about what was going on. I saw Sam's face and you're not, you're not somebody that sits on the sidelines, Sam. You know what I mean? I can't imagine Sam Pond sitting in the back seat. And, you know, so if I'm going to say one thing about somebody, you're, you're a doer. And a lot of people, you go the extra yard. And I'm not trying to be nice to you because sometimes, you know, it doesn't always bring out the best in you. <laughs> Sam's, <laughs> Sam's always not in the best mood. You know, because you go, is he in a good mood? Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, you know, when you're making a difference. Well, I think, I think that's, I, I, look, you know, that was unimaginable, some of the things that they were talking about with sure. these child services things. So, you know, there's, there's so much pain out there. And if you can make a a difference in one life, then, you know, you've made it, you have a good life. And I think that's some of the things that we were talking about with Pat Eiding and some of the other union leaders, whether it's Johnny Doc or, you know, Wayne Miller or Johnny Kane and go on and on and on that these guys and gals are sacrificing oh, so much. Uh, as you said, are, they're all doers. Sam, are you <clears throat> conscious to the, to the fact that you have changed the lives of so many people that you'll never know. Well, I, I'm not, you know, I don't necessarily think in, in those terms. I just don't. Um, it's nice for you to say. Uh, and um, I don't think in those terms. I guess my mantra, Joe, is that, you know, I show up every day. I just try to show up and do what I can and do my best and, you know, whatever whatever abilities that I were given by, by God or the universe or whatever you believe. Um, these are things that I don't know if I should be patted on the back for. It's just, it's just who I am. And I don't think that that's anything that is something that I should be applauded for because it's just my destiny. Saturday night live with Philly labor. As we come to you on talk radio, 1210 WPHT. It's a night with Sam Pond joining us for the full hour. We'll get to a commercial break. We'll finish up on the other side. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. <laughs> God bless you. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with Jay Doc. I'm Joe Krause on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Live tonight, great show, Jay Doc, Sam Pond, our good friend uh, in the hot seat, in the big chair. I thought for a moment, Sam, that uh, Jay Doc was going to uh, earn the right to sniff that <laughs> microphone when we went into the first break ba- way back when. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then he screwed it all up and break <laughs> in segment two and three. He's no, back where he's a Jay Doc, stay break. right there, will you? If he didn't Cut have them if he didn't have the mute button i wouldn't say a damn thing <laughs> uh, you know so yeah. and i'll take sam, i can read your mind joe yeah. kraus I mean, regard to how you look at joe Dobbs. Yeah. So, sam sam could you you know you were a boxer can you walk around there just, nah, you just nah, he's too good of a guy. Left, left and right nah, comedy nah. so let's talk about the um the philly labor firm of the year honor um you know your the commitment you you've guys have, have had uh representing a lot of our labor union members who by the way like you mentioned um 
they don't want to be injured. They don't want to be out of work. They don't deserve a stigma, um, especially and, especially with the with the the building trades. They just don't. There's nothing to gain by. They have, out they're of making work, so much money. The average, uh, you know, I mean, the amount of money these individuals are earning, and they're earning. I talk about the iron workers, you know, because I'm an iron worker hanging off beams, 45 floors in the air, you know, every day for their entire life. The last thing, in fact, I had an iron worker call me recently and say, you know, he was he fell 15 feet. He was busted up. And uh, you guys were representing him. And he just called me just to ask a couple of questions. And, and you could hear the urgency in his voice. I want to get back to work because I'm losing money. Well, but this is the thing that we present to the judges is that, you know, we have someone here in the building trades that has, you know, a worker's compensation is capped. This year it's 1055 These guys and gals are making, you know, $2,500 a week. Yeah. They're losing money by being out. And there's no cost of living adjustment no cola on workers comp you're not getting in a raise next year you're stuck at that rate so <laughs> not only are you losing the wage you're losing your benefits you're losing your medical care you're losing paying into your annuity, uh, annuity right. you're paying up the pension um you're losing your dignity sure. you're losing your social network Think about being injured and losing that kind of money and having the uncertainty of whether or not you're actually going to be getting back out there. To me, I need to see or get some treatment for anxiety and depression, which they go, and guess what? They're not giving you that. we got to go in court to get you that. And thank God we have a medical community here. The medical community is willing to advocate. Sure. Because we need medical advocates for these folks. But guess what? A building trades guy or gal? They don't get anything by being out of workers' compensation, but pain, heartache, and financial ruin. You had referenced earlier in the segment, denied, denied, denied. Is that the norm, Sam? Yeah, you know what? I, I, there's there was a change in the '90s called Act 57, and you know they had to make the insurance companies had to make a decision to accept a case within 21 days. They came in, into into Harrisburg and said. We want a temporary notice of compensation payable. We knew what they were up to. Give us 90 days. Well, you know what? These cases are clearly compensable, and you should I issue a document saying that Joe Krause has gotten injured. We saw you get injured. You got crushed. You're out of work. You're losing money, and you need medical care. That's obvious. Well, guess what? We're only going to pay you temporarily, Joe, while we string you along, send it to a doctor, and then they're going to say you can get back to work, even you can't, and then we're going to pull the rug out from under you. It's either that, or they just issue a denial. And the majority of people, when they get a denial, don't do anything. They're afraid to go to a lawyer. They're uneducated. Mm -hmm. They don't know their rights. They just kind of move on and suck it up, you know, and try to find another job. And then they're dismissed. They're terminated. They make an insurance claim. Sometimes they are. Then, all of a sudden, there's retaliation, yeah. which is a violation of the law. Because you filed a workers' compensation case, it's just a bad, bad system. Sam, what are you most proud of personally and professionally? Well, clearly I'm most proud of um, my wife and my son. My wife, as you know, is uh, Mimi McMonagle, uh, daughter oh. of Bobby McMonagle, uh, who I went to first grade with and grew up three blocks away from me, and I've been married and I've known her almost 45 years and 
this year we'll be celebrating our 37th wedding anniversary. That's incredible. Now, so Sam Pond, the aura, the, the guy on TV and all that, this, is that is that the Sam Pond when he walks in his house? Yeah, you know, how's that, how's that work? <laughs> we know who controls that. Um, <laughs> I heard then, she's the yeah, boss. And then, and then, you know, my son, Dylan, who, you know, was a great kid, is in California in law school out there, but, you know, was fought at Joe Hans gym and is just a good guy and, uh, you know, kind of got your back old school. And I, I like think, what you said a little while ago. It's one of the greatest things I've ever heard about a, a, a son saying to a parent that he likes to talk to you personally because he wants to tell you he loves you. He calls me every day. That's uh, great. He doesn't text me. He calls me every day, and we talk, and uh, we talk about politics. We talk about uh, different policies that are happening. So when he sees an injustice, he calls me about it. Sam, it's really fascinating. You, Sam, if you were given an opportunity uh, to rewrite the rules as they are written today, what's the change that you would make? In workers' compensation? Yeah, in workers' comp. I just think that the, the, the basic tenants, Joe, I want, I'd actually like the rules enforced, okay? So number one is that liberal construction in favor of the injured worker when you get in front of the judge. Number two, the humanitarian purposes of the Workers' Compensation Act in that you gave up a constitutional right, be, the injured worker gets the benefit of that. The injured worker's treating doctor, not someone that never treated them, but is hired by the insurance company, the injured doctor's treating doctor gets more weight when they testify than an insurance company's doctor. Give us a fair shake in the courtroom. That's all I want. That's the law. That's been the law since 1950. Enact it. Give my clients the benefit of the doubt. Give them the greater weight in regard to their case and their benefits. We should win those cases where it's a close call. We shouldn't lose. We need to win because they gave up a constitutional right and those basic things are in place, but they need to be enacted. Yeah, you talked about the grand bargain. I learned that from Sam. At the end of the day, you gave up those. We gave up the right to sue our employer for the grand bargain, and yet they keep continually try to gut the to gut, gut workers' comp. Yeah, it's and, you know, look, we've the the the. the the thing about it, and again, we have to get education out there because even attorneys that I speak to think that this 90-day rule where the insurance company and your employer can control your medical care for the first 90 days after your injury, and that was also extended from 30 days, Joe, in 1996 to 90 days. That's not, that's, doesn't, that's not applicable. You need to go get treatment by your own doctor, and your own doctor has to give you a medical opinion as to whether or not you're able to work. Look, we want people to transition back to work, but we also want them to get benefits when they're out of work. Wednesday night will be a great day in Philadelphia. The 2020 Peggy Browning Award recipients uh, will receive their honor on Wednesday evening. Pat Eiding, president uh, of the Philadelphia Council of the AFL-CIO, uh, legal arbitrator Ralph Colflesh, uh, and then Sam Pond, the managing partner of Pond La Hockey, who has been with us uh, for uh, an hour tonight, but he's been part of this process for uh, a long, long time, Sam. And on behalf of all of those who you don't know, sir, thank you very much. Well, you. well done to you, J Doc. I'll give you. I, I can't believe. You sure, Joe. I cannot believe <laughs> I'm saying this, but I will give you the final sixty seconds you gotta of be the show. Me. 
That's all like, years. It's like, the, it's, it's like winning the Super Bowl. Now, Sam, I, I want to congratulate you um, on an honor well deserved, and it's and to me, it's even more special because you're going in with Pat Iding, who thinks just as highly of you as we do. And I want to thank you on behalf of the injured workers in labor, those individuals who, without that advocacy that you provide and your firm provides, uh, would be in you know their lives are devastated. And uh, I want to just congratulate congratulate you. And I want to thank you for being uh, our, our guest for the hour here and letting us uh, honor you because it's been an awesome, awesome broadcast. I lied, by the way, J. Don. Lying. We, we, we had two minutes, Sam. <laughs> I wanted to give you the last the last minute. Well, you get the last well, minute. Well, you know, never that's, that, that is, uh, first of all, I can't believe that you, you guys have said so many nice things. We right. should, we, I hope the audience doesn't hear what you say about me often. <laughs> um, but look, it's it's been great. I'm actually sitting in Joe Krause's, uh, you know, captain seat here. I'm going to get a picture Pro. of this, by the way. I know. Um, and it's a great honor. It's a great honor to have the ability to do what I do and to have the honor of having the folks in our office do what we do and have the honor and privilege of representing the clients that we represent. And, you know, we said off the air earlier, Joe Krause, that when I'm with my clients, I get so much energy from them. It's just, you know, people say, oh, you saw 15 people. You get all perked up. I get all perked up. I really thank you, clients, that allow me to represent you. It's been a great honor, and it will continue to be a great honor. Well done. Right on cue, J-Doc. See how that works? Yeah. Thanks for tricking me, Joe. <laughs> That's going to do it for <laughs> Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you uh, on a Saturday night. Special congrats uh, to Sam Pond. Uh, Again, the award will be on Wednesday. That's going to do it for this live edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. On behalf of J-Doc, on behalf of Phil uh, producing Behind the Glass, and on behalf of Sam Pond, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.